0: And welcome to the Shanana cast brought to you by final show films uh, which we are now uh, supported by several people on patreon uh, you can find our patreon at patreon.com slash uh, FS which goes to support this podcast the actual play series that we run as well as all the other content that we do which has become a lot of stuff uh, we'll put some here. Um, we are currently doing this shenanigans cast, for those of you listening to the audio, live on our stream, which you can find at twitch.tv slash sinstaku. We are in the middle of a 27-hour Patreon drive, so please, if you enjoy what you're listening to and you haven't seen any of our other content, please go find it. Uh, you can find it all on finalshowfilms.com or at the Patreon page, patreon.com fsfilms, and you can come follow us here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash sinstaku. So the topic that we want to talk about today is emotional conveyance. I, I am mean, to talk it, about this,
1: emotions. This is a topic we're going to probably move, uh, yeah. transfer from at some point.
0: We are, we are going to talk about the emotions, the emotions in the game and how the pixels bring forth the emotions. Um,
1: um, sorry, um, sorry, David Cage, you are being you are being uh, shoved out of the building.
0: <laughs> you are being defenestrated, sir. <laughs> bye bye. We
2: should probably introduce ourselves at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah, we should do that. Um, so, I am your host, I am Sinstaku, also known as John, and with me are... Shadow Chorus, also known as William.
2: And... And Units, also known as the guy who sometimes puts us back on track. And, and Austin. Austin. There we go. Sometimes. put <laughs>
0: puts us off track. Sometimes puts us off track. Sometimes forgets the track is ever there.
2: What track? I'm assembling the
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> What track? Uh, okay, um... Let me, let me uh, the so over today we are talking about emotions, and, and, see and, and, of David Cage,
1: and, and not well, quite David Cage. Not David, David Cage Cud- has been shoved Cud- out the window. David, David Cage. Well, <laughs> no, as a emotion. Emotional conveyance is something that, I, that I, I like talking about, especially as a writer, especially about video games, because one of the key aspects of a video game story is getting the player to empathize with your characters
2: or your failure to do so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, also, that's also a hallmark of a bad game.
2: much more common. Yeah.
1: Um, and so, everyone has different methods of, well, has different ways that emotions are easily conveyed to them, different ways that you can get someone to understand the emotions of the character that is feeling. Mm-hmm. I personally am very empathetic. So, over-the-top emotions, to me, just seem overdone. Like, subtler characters, subtler emotions, and signs get to me a lot easier than someone being screaming and yelling over the top trying to go i
2: am sad you're tearing me apart
0: lisa you're tearing me apart lisa so for for
1: for me it's subtler emotional cues someone whose eyes suddenly drop when they're when when someone starts to tell them that they're wrong is much is a much stronger emotion that they are feeling berated than someone who actively says stop yelling at me
0: um, I, I, I think everyone agrees that just yelling, stop yelling at me, doesn't do anything. But <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's a that's a contentious thing. It was, it was a hype. It it, it's, it's hyperbole.
1: <laughs> which is the thing? Emotional hyperbole doesn't work as well on me. Uh, it, it's emotional subtlety works a lot better with me. But some people, um, there, there, there. Some people, there's, a, there's a degree that subtlety doesn't work. And like, there's, there's a point at which. That certain things seem so subtle that you completely missed it happening.
2: There, there's also the intrigue of where do graphical limitations come because to try to emulate the hu- human brain recognizes facial features with a stunning degree of accuracy, which makes it very difficult, despite graphical fidelity, to properly emulate um, facial features and how facial fe- facial features show emotion. And so, if you Are very close to showing human emotion, but you're a little bit off, it comes off as very strange because our brains are hardwired to recognize actual human emotion off with that. It's not not quite the right emotional conveyance. Um, Which is why hyperbole is often utilized because it's more body language and less facial. And um, especially if if there's a limited graphical budget, they can show a lot. They can utilize body language as a crutch instead of just using the face.
0: Yeah, uh, because. in certain games that will not be named, um, that was all they could do was was you know they can they you know uh, the, the, the the motion of the the physical form motion determined the the emotion of the character as opposed to the facial features because they weren 't no facial features other than two big eyes mm-hmm. um, and so i from I, 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 for, for me emotional conveyance determined is determined by how much how much I feel the emotion of a game is determined by how much i 'm in. The world of the game. It doesn't matter necessarily, um, uh, um, um, you know how well the facial acting is or how well the, the voice acting is. Even I can I can get emotionally invested in a very poorly acted, poorly uh, poorly gra- graphic game if I'm in the mood of the game which is why, why why I kind of I can, when I'm streaming when I'm streaming games I, I'm, I'm, you don't see this a lot because I because' I'm, I'm, I'm out of it because I'm I'm actively streaming I'm in the mindset of I'm streaming for people therefore my my, my reaction sort of change but when I'm by myself in a dark room with nothing but a TV and a controller in my hand uh, I will cry like a baby um, at, at a lot of games that, that sort of have those those very when you step back from it kind of ridiculous emotional moments but when you're in the moment, when you're really enveloped in that world and when you, when you are a part of that world and a part of these people's stories, um, you really sort of... You, you get the feeling. Um,
2: well, and I feel like a lot of that has to do with... You know, there's, a, there's a degree of separation yeah. between you and the game and, obviously, streaming adds a degree of separation because you are actively treating it like a game. You're not treating it like a story. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, there, there are points where a game <laughs> is... You know, you can go into a cutscene, and the cutscene can be made less efficient if you just load started up the game. If you just loaded up a game and get walked into a cutscene, you didn't get into the game. You didn't get yeah. into the feel of the game. I'm not um, here. <laughs> um, but there's, there's,
1: there's also, like, emo- emotional convenience is also kind of portrayed by the game itself, not just by the characters within it. Yeah, no. Like, the,
2: the, the scenarios, the, the, the background. I feel like the background contributes yes, a lot. Yes, to yes. Universe. Especially,
1: like... Music, musical cues, and the environment that you're in contribute a lot to the emotion of a scene. Yeah, and and there's a, and there's a lot to be said for emo, for emotional links where one emotion links to another as the story progresses as and you and you start connecting this feeling with another feeling. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a there's a moment of especially this this is this is very common in uh, Blizzard series games because. <laughs> I, I know we're going back. We're going back to our favorite I, games. I
0: I didn't at least mention the name.
2: <laughs> as, we we can't stay away from them forever. As long as we don't linger on it. Heroes Quest, Heroes Quest, Heroes Quest, Heroes, <laughs> Quest, Heroes Quest, Heroes Quest, Heroes Quest. How um, much
0: emotional how much emotional uh, conveyance was in Heroes Quest?
2: Um well, it was pixel art. There there, there was
0: <laughs> none. Okay, well, moving there, on. <laughs> there was a,
2: there was a lot of emotional conveyance, but it was a it was a silent protagonist game, which is an interesting genre to talk about with um, emotional conveyance is how do you do emotional conveyance with, 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 silent with a silent protagonist,
0: like Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Um, to to, sorry, we cut you off. <laughs> um, it, it's a it's a
1: it's a pretty common thing with Blizzard games, especially with the original Warcraft three and Frozen Throne story, is that the the emotion of the character is kind of equated with points in the story, and <laughs> as as the, as the story changes, them like. Uh, Arthas is one of my biggest examples of his anger is a constant emotion, but the target and the reason for it changes as his character changes. So you get this almost anchor point well, of Arthas's righteous anger turning to
2: villainous anger, and it, it 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 evolves and becomes a more like at the beginning it's a very one dimensional anger, and it becomes an evolved, nuanced yeah. Emotion, yeah. You
0: sort of, and and as you as you as you progress with it, and you see the growth, and you see the changing in the, the sort of the evolution of the character, you, you get you get that emotional attachment. Um, it's
1: like as the story evolves, the emotion evolves, but and I, that's yeah. that's that's something that is really good to me. Is that you can start out with simple emotions that are easy to grasp, and then as the story becomes more complex, the emotions also get more
2: complex. But uh, one thing I think we started to touch on that'd be interesting to talk about is the the difference in say. A Western-style RPG where it's often silent protagonist, emotional conveyance versus a JRPG in which you're following a pre-written story.
0: Well, now, Legend of Zelda is Japanese.
2: Yes, but it's not a it's not a JRPG. No, no. Style. I style.
0: Um. So actually, actually, let's let's stick with silent protagonist right now because uh, I find something that I find particularly interesting is how emotionally invested you can get in a silent protagonist, mm-hmm. especially like Link, because. Um,
1: it, uh, I find that a lot of that is that you are projecting yourself onto the side of the protagonist because they don't say anything that conflicts with what you
0: think. Yeah, and I, I think that I, I think that that's a very interesting way to to sort of cheat emotional attachment to a game but one by of the letting biggest... you by letting you project yeah. your thoughts. Feelings, but then some of morals. the
2: biggest complexities are presenting scenarios in which they can presenting a scenario where they don't have a specific written protagonist. It's like, well, we have to create a a scenario that a dozen protagonists would fit into and have ways to react with so that your projection doesn't get thrown off by, that is a completely ridiculous reaction. That's that's not how my projection of this character would react. Um, Which which is is one of the interesting hurdles for writing a silent protagonist.
0: So so you're saying instead of puzzle racing Epona out out of the... uh, out of the, the 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 ranch, you would just you know break down the wooden gate and take her.
2: <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's things like that. Yeah, yeah. where how, yeah. how do I create this? Where where we,
0: there's certain there's certain events that have that certain scripted events that that yeah. will happen regardless of how of, of your input as a player.
2: But, but how do you make it so that you feel like it's the most reasonable option?
0: Yeah, and there's also there's also a moment of.
1: Sometimes that creates another emotional attachment, though, because there there are times at which someone is screaming at the game. It's like, <laughs> come on, Link, say something! Don't take this shit. Stop taking it lying down. Because that's that that's another that's another thing that silent protagonists have to deal with is that when they don't say something, everything someone says to them is basically something they have to do. They can't say no. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that, that creates a, a different form of emotional attachment than most than most <clears throat> other stories because you get attached to this character. And the stuff they have to go through because they can't simply refuse. Yeah. Because they don't say words.
0: No, no, I I think that's that's, that's, that's an interesting take on it. And then, you know, going the other way of of putting you into a situation where, you know, you have these characters that do weird things. Um,
2: I I think one of the biggest problems there is sometimes you end up with a character who you... they, They create a character that you don't empathize. Empathize. empathize empathize yes yeah, With,
1: I, I was about to say we, we've gone through a lot of ways that you can do emotional conveyance yeah. right let's talk about the ways you can do
2: it wrong like uh earlier today we'd, we'd mentioned .hackgu yeah. and the character Haseo is supposed to make he, he's got a very strong emotional story and to a lot of people it comes off as I'm really whiny I'm really teenage angst and the sort of the there's a lot of stories that are it's supposed to be the hero's struggle and it comes off as whiny. I'm whiny angstman.
0: Yeah. And I think that part of that is because so what, what are the, one are the easy ways to, to, to establish uh, an emotional connection with a person is by giving them something relatable. Um, when you, when, when, when you have people, characters that have a relatable experience or, or a relatable problem, they suddenly become a lot more sympathetic. They become, you become a lot more emotionally invested in them. Uh, I can think of several examples that fall in the favorite category, uh, favorite game series, but, um, thinking of examples outside of that, in Metal Gear, actually, the Metal Gear series, uh, Metal Gear Solid series, uh, Snake is almost always being given misinformation or lied to. And he's almost always being presented with situations that just completely clash with his moral code. And his reactions to that... Are very much in line with what a lot of people who play them would be. For, for, like for instance, you know, if a friend of yours went missing, and then uh, a a superior a, a superior officer or friend or whatever um, to that person then took advantage of that person's fiance's loneliness to get in her pants and get married to her, even though she's as young as his daughter, you'd feel irritated a little bit, Just a little angry. Smidge. And snake, you know, when presented with that situation, is like, "What the hell, dude? Um, really? You didn't even wait? You know, like, you, you you jumped on it immediately.
1: Didn't he even wait for confirmation that he was. Didn't dead? Didn't
0: even wait for confirmation that he's dead. And turns out he's not dead. Um, and so, w- having that sort of relatable connection or that, that relatable scenario, that relatable, you know, feeling really can sort of sew you in with the character, and, as, as opposed and, to and um, then not doing that can break that like like giving a going with dot hack sign um give you know when you when you look at the situation of a a a a person whose family is wealthy enough to afford the very expensive equipment that you need to play these games because remember cause a lot of the dot hack games are played in like full body immersion pods yeah. yeah um so you're you're a wealthy bored teenager playing a game and it's like i i don't some of the things you go through I might be able to relate to, but that as a premise right there makes well, it very hard. Well, I, I think one of the biggest
2: problems. There's also
1: a situation of everyone has had a different life. There are yeah. different things that everyone will relate to. So some characters are relatable to some people while yeah. others are not. Yeah, like Arthas is, at the, is very relatable to me because he's a protector. He's out to protect his people at first. And so that corruption of why am I protecting these people who have done nothing for me yeah. is very easy for me to, for me to empathize with. Mm-hmm. Because I, I value protecting my friends and family very much. And so his character is one that I very easily empathize with. And I feel
2: like one of the biggest problems is they'll, they'll create, they, they want to create awesome characters. Like, uh, like Kratos in God of War. Who's <laughs> supposed to be they, just a band? It's just, they, they wanted to create a character who was so epic and so awesome, and everything happened. But and it com- becomes completely unrelatable yeah. because, like, this is not something that is even conceivable. You know, they, there is not an emotional response to this because this is not a scenario that could even happen.
0: Yeah, and it's like it, it, it's his reactions to things. They've built him up into such a character that his reactions to things are so off the scale that you can't take him seriously. But it's because, for instance, that- Zeus. Zeus. You know, like he's he's one big taut muscle with a head. <laughs> And it's like, how am I supposed to relate to this? It's kind of like relating to a and like his, his relating to a Mr. Universe contest, you know? It's like yeah. I, I, I so far away from anything that I can remotely understand or grasp. I can't form an emotional connection.
1: It's with that. like and, and, the, and this the, is the, an the
2: entire
0: point of Kratos is I'm
1: a kill Zeus. Yeah, I'm going to kill, kill me a Zeus. god. And I'm it, a kill me a god. This
2: is obviously a bit of an extreme example, but there there are. A, plenty of examples where the game is not a, an extreme game or even a, a almost parody-like game where they've just created a character who is not quite so, close enough. He, he's just unattainable. Yeah. He's unattainably this way, and there's nothing about him that relates to like, oh, my enti- everyone in my family and my entire village was killed. Yeah. I have no reference of scale for that. You know? I have the, no there reference. are very few people, um, especially not in parts of the world where video games are commonly played, that have the concept of... I en- just lost everyone I ever knew. I yeah. just lost my entire village of people. That's not something that happens in the U.S. or in Japan yeah. or in most parts of Europe.
0: It's uh, like, you can, you can understand losing a person or maybe just losing my family, but losing all my, not only my family, but also everyone ever connected to me and my family and everyone ever connected to me. Like, that's... Since he did it, I'm going to do it. That's one of the reasons why I like Cloud and Final Fantasy VII so much his his losses are very connectable it's not just i lost like the loss of his village is sort of like a whatever but his is a loss of self we can imagine losing ourselves we can imagine being in a place where nothing makes like everything that we believed is wrong and everything that we know is wrong and you know we we can very much imagine being defenseless utterly defenseless and being Scared and being, you know, n- like not having anybody. That's a that's a very common human fear. But, is being alone. And uh, funny, but funny enough, on the flip
1: side, there are some people who will relate more with Kratos. There are some people who feel so utterly unshakable, yeah, that they cannot that they cannot relate to Cloud's emotional distress. Yeah, that's true. And um, those people oftentimes do feel more or, in line with Kratos, someone who has a singular goal that they are
0: always striving for.
2: There are people who have not experienced significant loss yeah it's like I I can't really empathize because I've never experienced somebody
0: I feel like I feel like we can imagine it though yeah like if you take a step back and if somebody who's never imagined loss imagine what your life would be like without your father without your mother without a brother without somebody there
2: in your life um but but it's that creates a degree of separation because you have to and it it, it makes it less effective yeah there's, there's not a degree of separation if it's Oh this is know, something that I know I, have that I know lost somebody.
0: Man. Yeah um, like this,
1: this is a this is feeling that I know myself, so I equate to it immediately. Yeah
0: So we're getting at, so really what we're getting at there is sort of,
2: uh, uh, it, it's, rela- it's relatability
0: it's, is the big key. It, here. It, it,
2: it's grounding. yeah there has to be something no matter how epic or ridiculous the hero, there has to be something that makes them human.
0: But bearing in mind that Kratos had something that made him human but then they threw it away. The problem with that like he had his his wife and daughter are constantly being shoved in your face. The problem with that is the gameplay doesn't care. Like well, what would happen was you would you you, meet, you you just get done slaughtering your way through a temple full of monsters, ripping heads off gorgons and stoning minotaurs and breaking them down, throwing blood every which way. and then ridiculous. All, yeah, to, to a ridiculous degree, and then stop for five seconds, whine about your wife and kid, then go back to doing the same thing. And like, then
2: forgiveness shoved in, in your, your face, face for literally. the very final part um, of the last game. It's, it's forgive yourself! And I, f- I feel like gameplay is an important part of emotional...
0: Yeah, because you can't, it's very hard to make you emote if you are doing something else. It's very hard to cry while laughing unless you're laughing unless you're crying because you're laughing and i mean, i mean cry like 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 actually sadness, sad cry
1: while you're laughing yeah. you're it, it,
0: it's 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 very hard to be sad that's sad that i see people do it well yeah and it's creepy isn't it it's very disturbing
1: um it, it's it is it is deeply emotionally disturbing and i feel really bad for people who do it
0: yeah um it, it's it's very hard to feel one way while doing another thing and yeah, slaughter your way through forgiveness, as Muser says in the chat. Um, it, it it's it's very difficult to to, to deal with that juxtaposition. Um, sometimes that juxtaposition can be very effective, like Metal Gear Solid Four, which I'm currently playing through right now on stream. Um, there's a character called the Laughing Octopus, and when you learn the reason that she's laughing it's very very horrible and very relatable and very like affecting because it's 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 sort of grounded in in this this like sort of i can picture this happening mm-hmm. um and she's she's not when you realize she's not laughing like she you you hear the sound of laughter but for her it's not laughter um and and it it's it's a very effective juxtaposition
2: I mean, or or like gun grave but where... it
0: doesn't yeah sorry
2: Sorry, I no, was so, so, like Gungrave does. It, it, it has a a, a, a gameplay that's very violent, bloody, gory, because it's your your character trying to reconcile what he is, and it's like this is what I'm supposed to do. But there's I'm, a subtheme to of be a murder machine. What yeah. am I actually? Yeah. And so it. it
0: and so it's, it's it's instances like that where it's
2: you funny know, you, you mentioned
0: you laughing, crying because when when it's done properly, it's
1: one of the most effective emotions that 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 twist of emotion is one of the most effective methods well, yeah. of empathizing because there's there's a moment in a lot of, in a lot of stories where someone's life breaks down so completely and they look back at the irony of it and start laughing but then realize how much they've lost and start crying in the middle of it
0: yeah no, no that, that, that's a, that's a very that's that's a classic that's a, that's actually a classic of vaudeville it's a classic Broadway. Um, theater thing of of having a character start laughing and then start crying on stage, they, and it, it brings the audience to a dead fucking halt uh, <laughs> if it's done right. Um, it, it's that sort of um, it's that mental break mm-hmm. of of being of, like you finally snap. You you have nothing. left. There's nothing. You don't make sense anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you can't make sense anymore. Um and that's part of why that's part of why laughing octopus is so effective because when like when you're explained you realize that she's when she's laughing she's crying- mm-hmm. that is her crying um and it's like a <laughs> gut punch um even while I was streaming, I was like, oh fuck well now I feel like a dick <laughs> um yeah i think making making the 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 essence of emotional conveyance through the medium of games is relatability. Whether it's, it's, it's very
1: different from the essence of emotional conveyance through other mediums like books and, and movies.
0: Well, no. I think, I think in books and movies it's also relatability. I think uh, I emotional think conveyance in is everything. Different. The method the might method be different, but relatability different. is relatability Re- the key. Well, relatability
2: a, is key across... However, the way you go about it is very different. It, it's, it's a lot easier in <laughs> movies and books because you have... It's, it's like the JRPG where you have a character yeah. and you, contr- you know what they're going to do and you have their reactions. Unlike yeah. a game where it's like, I have to give choices to the player, yeah. but I have to make it so that their choices have the emotional impact. So it can be much more effective because you're feeling the direct emotional result of what you've done. Yeah. You're relating to yourself. Which is can be very effective, but at the same time, um, if the game to... doesn't appropriately respond, if it doesn't give you the choices, yeah, um, one of the biggest failings of a lot of RPGs is they give you be the good guy or the bad guy, make the good choice or the evil choice, and it always ends up the good way. They kind of ignore the the evil choice. You, you kind of end up doing doing good by being the evil person, and it's yeah, just like, like I don't feel like. I made a difference. I don't feel like what I'm doing is affecting the world around me and it creates that disconnect. But like yeah.
1: e- like even like relatability is key across all emo- across all mediums, but a lot of movie writing tactics for emotion do not work in video games as exemplified by David Cage.
2: Well, you're David you're giving Cage your... writes bad movies. Yeah, <laughs> I You're
0: you're giving David Cage too much credit
1: it's as is, a movie this writer. This is fair, however. As the, a, as the a, the, the, core, the key thing is there. Like a lot of mo- a lot of a lot of movie shorthand for emotion does not work in a video game because of the fact that you have control over it. Yeah. And, and... Sometimes.
0: Sometimes. As a person who has taken movie writing classes, um, there are many movie writing tricks that are not, that are actually very easily uh, ascribed to video games, even with the the concept of choice. it's, it's, It's how you present the choices. Um, It also depends on the the, the genre
2: of game. We've really been focusing a lot on RPGs. Yeah. Um, It's really interesting to look at emotional conveyance through, like, an FPS.
0: Uh, Spec Ops The Line, which is a game I haven't played yet. I want to play it on stream uh, uh, because it's supposed to be very good, but it actually tackles that sort of thing. Um, And I believe the way it does it is by subverting itself as a first-person shooter. I'm not sure. I, if anybody in the chat knows knows more about it, uh, you can you can you can pipe in there.
1: Yeah, according um, uh, according to everything I've read about it, it's mostly it's mostly a moment of look at these people you've been murdering. These these people are people. These are people you're killing. Um, but one that Do I you can, understand what that means.
0: <laughs> well, it, 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 I think there's a little bit more than that. But uh, one that I can talk more about is third-person shooters, um, because. Um, in, again, going back to it, Metal Gear Solid, because I've been playing a lot of that recently. I've been playing it almost non-stop. Um,
2: you realize that's technically a stealth game, right?
0: It is technically a stealth game, yes. But not the way you play it. I mean, you can play it either way. It's, it's, actually, not even, it's not actually not even a stealth game. It's tactical espionage action. Espionage does not mean stealth.
2: Tactical sure. espionage operations.
0: Es, es, espionage means uh, undermining of another authority or corporation or company. No, you don't want
1: to get noticed when you do that, but hey. I
0: mean not I mean if you undermine them if you undermine them by buying out their stocks and then selling the company, that's noticeable. Yeah. It's also espionage. Um,
2: if you espionage them by running inside and shooting everybody. It's
0: also noticeable it's still espionage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's more of a stretch.
0: That's, that's, it's 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 a bit of a stretch. It's more again, it's more the, the word of the law rather than the spirit. Um and, 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 but the, the game does a really good job of, like, as, as much as I, as much as I make fun of it on stream, as much as a lot of people make fun of it, you know, in sort of a loving way, it actually does a very good job of, of putting you, um, in the emotion of a moment by, and again,
1: even with the lack of turns,
0: even with the lack of turns, because the, the, the characters are so memorable. The characters stand out so much, and not the main characters, the villains. Uh, the, the, the 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 villains stand out so much. You really appreciate their story, and so the emotional connection you get is actually through the interstitial dialogue between between the villain. Uh, you know, the villains monologuing at you. Really, in Metal Gear, is where you get a lot of the emotional connection. I always found that
1: Metal Gear has has this has this cunning habit of the villains might not be villains if you looked at them a different way.
0: They're, they're often not villains if you look at them a different way. Um, the whole story of Metal Gear is like... In Metal Gear Solid 3, they really sort of crystallized it in that um, in war, your friend one day may be your enemy the next. Mm-hmm. And as we've said repeatedly, Kojima's whole stance is war is bad. We get it. War is bad. 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 Um... But he then takes that war is bad and uses it. Well, not only is war bad, but this is why war is bad.
2: War these, makes good people do bad things. These are
0: why war. These are the reasons why war is bad. Uh, in Metal Gear Solid Three, the boss, who was effectively your your mentor, your teacher, your mother figure, um, is uh, you know is is is, is you, spoilers for Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, you find out at the end of Metal Gear Solid Three that. Uh, she was forced to play the traitor of America. She her assignment as an American agent was to betray America. To be
1: the fall guy was for to America.
0: be the fall guy. In order and, and originally it was to 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 stop. You know she was supposed to betray and sort of learn the secrets and information about the the Patriots and about Metal Gear. Um, but one of the actual bad guys threw a wrench in that plan when he launched a handheld nuke. At a at at a Russian at a Russian uh, research laboratory, um, and then that caused them to change their plans, and so Snake Naked Snake had to go back in and kill uh, and kill Big the Boss because the Boss was now the Fall guy. For that incident, they had to actually say, "Oh, well, no, she wasn't there undercover under our orders. She actually did betray the country." And 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 so her story is very very emotionally once once you once you get the whole thing and you look back at it, is very much uh, sort of an emotional gut punch. And so... It's funny that... At, at that point, you're not relating to the main character, you're relating to the, the villains.
1: And it, it's, it's funny that across our world, uh, so many of these stories keep telling us that war is bad, and yet we keep
0: fighting them. <laughs> yeah.
2: Turns, well, it, it,
0: people know that. That's the thing is that people people know war in in general people know war is bad but it doesn't. A lot of times
2: people know when they're doing something they shouldn't.
0: But one of the other, one of the themes of of Metal Gear is also why war is necessary. It's like sometimes you have to like some like even though you know it's bad sometimes there is no other option. like that that is another that is another thing
1: that that always that seems to happen a lot in 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 video games that is always a really it's it's always a really powerful message is that we may know something is a terrible decision, but sometimes it's the only choice we've got.
0: Yeah, forcing you, forcing you to make a choice you wouldn't otherwise, otherwise, ever, 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 ever otherwise have to make is a very powerful emotional tool. Because um, then you have, to, you have to think about it in a way that you... That, that's, that's something that games are really good at, is making you think in a way that you didn't have to think before. Which is something we touched on last time when we were talking about favorite games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. No um, other option than
2: war because people are terrible.
0: Because people, yeah, you know, it's, it's sort of a thing. Um, which well, is.
2: And it's not just war. Yeah. There, there's a lot of decisions where. Like there, there's,
1: there's a lot of times where I don't have another choice because the other choice well, is even worse.
2: And, and, and sometimes it's interesting to be like, okay, well. You know, I can do this one bad thing it's only a little bit bad to stop somebody else from doing something even worse but does that justify me doing something bad? Yeah. Because if I don't do this bad thing somebody else will do something bad but that's on their conscience. They're, the, they're still the ones initiating.
0: And that's, that's, but, when, the, but and the, that's but, when we go into moral alignments. And, 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 and that's also the question of
1: do I blame myself because I let it happen by, by refusing to do a certain bad thing myself? Yeah.
0: And how do you deal with the, uh, like at, that, at that point we, now we're asking how do you deal with the consequences of your actions or how do you deal with the situation or the
1: consequences of your inaction yeah which, your which, is, which is another thing that video games are really good at hitting you with, hitting you with emotionally because sometimes. everything is your action
0: sometimes good yeah, video if, games if, are if they're, good at it if yes. they're done right yeah. Yeah. sometimes you just don't care like in too human, we just didn't care but you can't, you, can't, you
1: can't
2: get that feeling out of other mediums because you don't have any control over other mediums it's not your yeah. actions
0: yes, that is fair
2: um, you can to a degree. Um, de- yep. It depends on how relatable...
0: It like- depends on how
1: much you can project yourself on the character you're seeing in other mediums.
0: Well, it also depends on where you stop the story. Um, because if you... A the, 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 the common phrase is that you, change, you, know, you, you can change the meaning of a story depending on where you put the end. Mm-hmm. Um, if you stop a story right before that decision has to be made, or right before that decision is made... Then that very very cleanly puts the audience in that position. Fair. Just as easily as it does. Just as easily, if not, it's not even better than video games can because video games are video games have to have you know sort of by form need to have an ending, need to have need to have a denouement, where movies and books can cut off wherever wherever they feel like. If they're good. If they're good, yeah, they can cut. Sometimes right there. they
2: cut off, and it's awful. Which
0: is what It's actually one of the things that, and. A script that I've been working on for a, for a feature film actually has an ending like that, where the, the, the denouement comes down and, and everything sort of comes to a close. And the, 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 we should probably explain what
1: denouement is for those who are unfamiliar.
0: So for, for those who don't know, denouement is, is basically the last act of, of, of a story. It is after the climax when everything is coming back down you know, the the, the epic final battle has happened, now the heroes are going out and rejoicing and celebrating and and, and relaxing and looking to the future. The ending that I have for this movie in particular has a person uh, who has just got done, you know, the main character just got done successfully eradicating this entire cell of effectively terrorists. Um, but all of them were basically teenagers. Um, and the very last scene of the movie is him writing up a report with his picture of his family of his, of his daughter and wife on the desk and then the gun that he had just used to kill a 17 year old boy with on the left and so you see him sitting between them with the gun on one side and the picture on the other side and he pauses in writing and looks at both cut um at the same time i feel and like... so the 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 it's it's sort of presenting the audience with a choice but never giving them an answer
1: but i at, at the same time that's also something that that can be done in in the field of video game more often than not because it's setting up for a sequel
0: yeah but this one isn't setting <laughs> but, up but for a sequel this ruin is an it. end yeah, yeah. A sequel a sequel like a sequel to that would ruin the intent of the ending
2: yeah um, and I, f- I feel like a lot of sequels have an issue in that a game a game that gives you a lot of choice um, and then they make a sequel kind of forces you to be like, oh, well... This was the right choice. Thi- this is the canonical choice. So yeah. if you didn't do this in the previous game... Uh, it doesn't I, matter. Yeah. It, it, it's or, or a game that, that... It's something that I like about certain game series that have
1: learned that, and it's a case of either all the choices are considered or...
2: It's so far afield from the original story that it doesn't matter what your choices were. Um, But it's like the the Knights of the Old Republic from 1 to 2. One of the very first things is like, oh, by the way, real quick, could you tell us what Revan did?
0: Yeah. (laughs) By the way, could you extrapolate for us? Which is funny
1: because Revan never appears in Knights of the Old Republic 2. They could have left his choices ambiguous. They could have left his choices unanswered. they did
2: to a large degree because of how they only reference him a few times. Yeah. And for the most part, the world is unaffected by what he did. It's just a few references to him, and so they they did their best to kind of remove Revan from the story because the story wasn't about Revan. Because Revan vanished off into the into the into the edge of the galaxy. Yes, which, um, of course, depending on your interpretation of Revan, is like why did he do this? You know.
0: Yeah. But, um... So I think we're I think we're all pretty much agreed here that the uh, emotional conveyance is best done through uh, relating relating with the character, presenting you with choices and, and and sort of following through with the effects of those choices.
1: And the, the 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 degree of how well you of how well that works is basically based on the person observing.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we we weren't actually we we all apparently approached that sort of thing. From the same angle, <laughs> we definitely got a lot of time out of it, though. <laughs> yeah, Tangential
2: to these choices, though, is the is the the flip side where it's like, okay, well, now we're going to classify your choices.
0: Let's talk about alignments based on our arbitrary
2: oh, yeah. definitions of morality. We're going in the reverse
0: order now. Now <laughs> we go the other way. Um, so anybody who has ever played a pen and paper RPG
2: knows that alignment means dick. Um. <laughs> um, I would first. I would like to congr- I would like to say, credit where credit's due. D and D was very progressive in at the defined ethics and a and morality on As different scales. Yes, law to chaos is very different from than good, and good and evil. to evil.
0: It is indeed.
2: Um, and I feel like this was a massive advancement in the sort of my character's a good guy, my character's a bad guy, no in between. Yeah. And also, the concept of neutrality. Yeah. Um, and so before we go on bashing alignments, I wanted to clarify.
0: <laughs> no, no, alignments are not... Alignments are, are not... Absolutely terrible. They're not... Well, what I meant to say there is, is alignments aren't bad by themselves, but we... There like, are a
1: lot of characters that don't fit well in this spectrum. The,
0: exactly. And it's like... And in the end of the day, with the exception of a few 3.5 spells, they don't matter a great deal except to your sort of character progression or characterization of, your, of yeah. the person... But you can characterize that person without them, so they're, at that point they become useless. The, the, the,
2: the idea of, of the alignment is to give your character a basic guideline. It's, my character is chaotic good. I feel no obligation to follow any law.
0: Yeah. And or my
2: character is lawful good. I'm going to give my best effort to follow the law you know I need to consider the law it, it, it's, yeah,
0: but chaotic good characters can follow the law yeah. when it when it sits them yeah. it, you know it's and not like it's always there just fuck the police there's a situation Polish. in
2: which a lawful good character will be like this law is is not wrong is a, is yeah. an incorrect um, law. So, someone like Martin Luther King Jr. Would be was a lawful, lawful good, good character despite the yeah. fact that he was most known for protesting laws yeah but he did it
0: in a very orderly he did it and organized lawfully. fashion yes yeah. Um. so there's 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 a it's one of those. So it's a very weird thing where when you, it helps people who are first getting in to characterization, to to making their character, to have a template to go off of, who are you know maybe aren't necessarily experienced in making but it, characters. It's also
1: really interesting to see how you can to see if you can line a character up with an alignment after you've established them. If you're like if you're if you're decent at characterization, to see where you think your character would fall says a lot about what you think of the or character. Or
2: to create different characters and be able to, or or to look at existing characters to be like, where do they fit on this nine point spectrum? Yeah. Where would you say that they that they land? Um, mm-hmm. Because there's some there there are just Situations where, depending on where you value motive versus action,
0: and yeah, they're, they're,
1: everyone
2: everyone has a different way of reconciling
1: motive versus action in the align, in the alignment scale. Like for me, everything is about your intent, what you do versus what you intend is 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 the biggest key factor for me because chaotic people will follow the law when it suits them, but their ultimate goal is that I'm just going to do what
2: my wills tell me, versus Um, what my code tells me. Well, chaotic evil is an interesting alignment in and of itself. Like
1: Chaotic Uh, evil, I I like to sum up as, you follow your whim, and your whim more often than not leads
2: to pain for others. Chaotic evil is oftentimes, because neutral evil, it can be following your whim. Neutral evil is, I don't care about morality or ethics, I do what I want to advance myself. Chaotic evil is, is chaotic evil. Is often I do evil for the sake of evil because I enjoy evil. Someone it's like fun. the Joker, it's fun. Yeah, a, a neutral evil character will be like, I'll follow the law when it suits me. When it doesn't suit me, I won't follow the law. As long as it, you know, it, I follow my whims for my own purposes. I don't go out of my way, however, to uh, you're, to reap you're the not start.
0: a you're not a good Samaritan. You're at the same time, you're also not a I, 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 actually,
1: I actually really like the idea of the Joker for Chaotic Evil. Someone who is absolutely opposed to this boring idea of law and people being nice. Who mm. thinks it's completely asinine. Mm-hmm. And wants to liven things up.
0: Right, like, so... Before we before we stay in D and D because we because we we only want to touch there because there are other systems of alignment and we've already had this conversation mm-hmm. um, there are other systems of alignment that that exist outside of this. Um, so there are, you know, the, there's the, the George Lucasian uh, good, for good v be evil being, which we
2: spoke at at length.
0: Yeah, which we spoke at at length previously, where good is order and evil is chaos. Well,
2: it's not; it, it's never even classified as good yeah. and evil. It's classified it's as light, and, light dark. and dark. Yeah, they're not good and evil, and there's a very clear distinction if you are paying attention.
0: There are lots of systems and lots of worlds that use alignment as even as like sort of an actual in, in a sort of a, a, a manifesting of power or of, of of reality there's a very good um i'm trying to remember the name of the series but it was by it, it was by uh i think it was by ellie modest jr um uh, the saga of recluse is a book series that i really enjoy wherein alignment is how the world goes round Um, specifically the uh, the alignments of order and chaos all magic in the world of recluse is dictated by these two principles of order and chaos order magicians or order mages build things and construct things and reinforce things they they actually at one point they build a tank and make it run off of magic um and it's, 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 a, it's a very orderly thing where they've taken, the, they've taken the, the, the physical materials of the world, slammed them together, and made them work. Whereas chaos is actually more your traditional disruption, more your traditional sense of magic. Throwing a fireball is chaos because you're disrupting the order of the world. You're tearing apart the fabric of, of reality. You are, you are twisting reality as it should be to suit your needs. Which I think is, is sort of a fascinating take on it. Where at this point now we've gone from not only does this alignment influence your character because of course order chaos or order magicians are very orderly they're very sort of humble and, and, and carpent- they, they tend to be they can they tend to be craftsmen they tend to be carpenters blacksmiths um, you know uh, sh- horseshoers you know lumberjacks things like people that, that that make things that take things and make them. Um, jacks
2: don't make things; they cut things down. They
0: make wood to, in order to then carpenter.
2: We're going to work on your definition of make wood, anyways.
0: That they people that they people that work inside an order, uh, inside, uh, an order philosophy, whereas glassmakers, glassmakers not okay. um, whereas the chaos magicians are literally magical, are, are literally just magicians. That's what they do in the in the world of Recluse. they they they, they use their magical power to gain dominance over others. And they, tend, you know, they, 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 they run countries, they, they are your typical Merlins where they, they either exist as an advisor or as a king um, and, uh, and, and are very, very loud and in your face with their magic. Interestingly enough, the chaos magicians use white as their color and the order magicians use black as their color. Black magic is order, white magic is chaos. And the reason for this is because black is the presence of all color in an orderly, in an orderly form, whereas white is the absence of all colors, everything bouncing off. Um, and I really like that as sort of a, as sort of a way of, of, of using alignment because it's, it not only does your alignment affect your character, like I said earlier, but it also affects the world around you in a very real sense.
1: I I am fond of alignment systems that are not trying to measure morality or ethics, where they're just trying to measure where you stand on a certain binary issue, because they fit a lot easier into certain things. Like Deus Ex doesn't measure good or evil; it measures synthesis. It measures like uh, more more towards synthetic compartments or more towards pure humanity.
0: But it it, it measures humanity, yeah, specifically.
2: Uh, on on the on the flip side, there there is a point to. What purpose is is this really serving?
1: Like an alignment system should have something to
2: do with the world that it's in, to me. Yeah, that's yeah,
0: why that's why that's why I, that's why I brought up uh, Recluse because I feel like uh, I feel like alignment should have an effect on a system, or on a world, or on a character. I, I feel like it should be if you have it, it should be for something. Which is kind of why I don't like the D and D alignment system, is because it's not with the exception of a few spells in three point five, it's not really for anything. But
2: on the flip side, it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a classification of your characteristics. Do you really want to be because I'm lawful good? I get this bonus. I don't. It it limits you because it's like, well, to get this mechanical benefit, I have to behave in a certain manner.
0: And I'm not even. I'm not even. I, I, I wouldn't want it like that. What I, what, I'm, what I mean is that because I am good or lawful, I... the world reacts a certain way, or something about me is a certain way, because I behave this way. Think about the real world. Okay. If in the real world you are a lawful and orderly citizen... You get promoted sometimes. Sometimes you don't. But if well, you're looking in like sort of an ideal situation, you get promoted. You get you have friends. You have you know you, you're not troubled by the law. You tend to you know in an ideal world you have your you have your three square meals a day. You have a roof over your head. You
2: have a car. So it's like gross stereotyping, but hey.
0: yeah. Well, uh, when you're we're working with alignment systems. <laughs> Fair. Um. You know, you sort of, when you're, when you're good and lawful, these things happen. When you are chaotic and evil, when, when you deviant. go blow shit up, kill people, wreck cars, steal shit, you know, you get punished. Well, the law comes down on you.
2: I, I feel like that's There's not... There's an effect. That's not a factor, though, of the rules of the books. That's a factor of the, the, world. the DM how how evil. do people react based on your actions yeah I um, mean that's what it comes down to is it, it's not your alignment that people judge you by because a lawful evil person will very easily get by yeah in a world despite the fact that they're evil
0: because of the lawfulness
2: but it's their acts yes. that make things happen it's like oh well you did this you may have done it in the law but now you've got bounty hunters after you you know yeah. from some noble house who doesn't like what you did to them but they can't directly face you yeah a- and that's that's, that's, it's all the role playing. It's not. Yeah. There, there doesn't need to be a mechanical aspect to it.
1: I mean, at, it at the same time, it's like. It, it's to help establish a guideline for your character. Because there's a lot of times where someone will make actions that completely conflict with what they previously established their character to be.
0: And then they suffer an alignment shift, but what does that actually do? But well,
1: no, it, it's more that the alignment is supposed to be like. That doesn't seem fitting for your character. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't seem like something you would
2: do. It, it, it's more a call of, you know, your character is lawful good. Why are you burning an like, orphanage? The, Why example. are you burning an orphanage? The, the, there we, uh, I was playing D&D and there was a paladin in the group. He's lawful good. And somebody didn't trust um, this mayor. He's like, I think the okay. mayor's evil. Not my paladin. Not your paladin. Okay. <laughs> um, your paladin actually fell. Yep, uh, in case did. of alignment mattering, Yeah, regardless. Um, I think the mayor's evil. And so at one point the ma- the mayor got injured, and it was like, "Hey, uh, you're you're a paladin, right? Could could you could you heal this?" And he's like, and the paladin said, "No, I can't heal." I'm like, roll a bluff check, because you're not, you know, that, that's. I need to call you out because you're not behaving in a manner that befits your character. How you're describe yeah. you describe yourself differently than you're acting. Yeah, you know. It's, it's all well and good that you act this way. You know, that, that's a perfectly common character, but you 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 are not... The version of yourself you have in your head is not the version of you that you are playing. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's just kind of a... It's it's a check. It's a... This is how you described yourself. You're not behaving in that way. I'm going to shift your alignment. That may not affect your character. If it was a fighter or, you know, a cleric, that, that may not affect your character but it is something that you need to be aware of because it's not something that you are doing.
1: <laughs> Only lawful good characters can prevent orphanage fires.
0: I just realized that we were still on... Um, too Human. Too Human. What's the gaming talk show thing? It's
1: just gaming talk shows.
0: Okay.
2: But. Um, yeah, yeah, people get caught up in, in this sort of... And this alignment must be everything. Alignment idea. must be everything...
1: It, it It's only more of a check. It's more of a checks and balances
2: kind of a thing. Uh, and, and I feel like three point five really inspired a lot because three point five had. So many nitpicky rules for yeah.
0: everything. For they, they had like books for alignment. They yeah. had like uh, like the the, the book, book of divine justice, the book well, of divine justice, and the book of chaotic the evil, the book of there. vile darkness. Vile darkness the, those there.
2: weren't even the, those weren't really alignment books. They were just like demon summoning versus. Well, no, you know, they celestial prayers.
0: They were though, because like with the book of divine with the book of divine justice, exalted if he, deeds, exalted, exalted deeds, deeds that's sorry. it, exalted, exalted deeds. deeds, vile darkness. If you were if you were a lawful good character and you remained a lawful good character the entire time, you got certain you could you could you, give you up could things to get fees. certain bonuses. Yeah. Um and like you could do things like never have to eat again, exude light all every, you know from from every part of your body, etc., etc., etc. and you could do things that actually broke the game because you were strictly lawful good.
2: Well, um
0: second edition had languages for alignments apparently. Well,
2: the languages for alignments are based more on Planar beings of that alignment. Celestial, um, for good angels. You know. Even more so than that, though. But
0: really? Pla- pla- Did plain- Modrons have their own conversation?
2: Yes. <laughs> Modrons are weird. I love Modrons. Um, the, the interesting thing about the, the planes, though, is that here's a plane <laughs> where everybody behaves in a lawful good fashion is interesting. Or here's a monster, and e- most monsters have the usually alignment subtype, but some of them have always. Like, all black dragons behave... In a uh, lawful evil fashion. Yeah. It's just how they are. It's how they're wired.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you have like a one in a million exception, if that. Usually they don't happen. They almost never happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, it's interesting to be like, okay, well, you know, there's, there's things that have biologically hardwired alignments... Um, and it got really interesting when there were spells like detect alignment, where you cast it on yeah. somebody you know their alignment. And that that's one of the reasons alignment was around, because you could yeah. detect alignments or find based on alignments, which they've eliminated for fifth edition. They've they've done it based on creature types and
0: yeah. Now it's like like find evil is actually things that are commonly determined to be evil, not actually evil. Yeah, it's
1: like aberrations and demons and
0: undead, etc. Yeah. Although I think it's detect good and evil now. I think it's just detect either or.
1: One of the things I liked about the detecting alignments in 3.5 was the idea that it, you don't describe it to the player as good evil. You describe
2: it as, like, the emotion that that character is all well, equated with. You detect aggression coming from this in, in character. In 3.5, actually, the way it's written is you can't detect evil and find somebody who is evil. You have to find somebody who has an evil aura. So yeah. clerics who are evil have an evil aura. Fallen paladins have an evil aura. That guy who, that, that, that mass murderer, Jack the Ripper, he doesn't have an evil aura. There's no reason for him to have an aura. He has He's no just a aura. bad person. Yeah. He's just a terrible, terrible person.
0: Terrible person. And in the, in the case of divine, in, in the case of people who deal with divine powers, I understand why having alignment is necessary, because you embody the alignment of your god, and that's who gives you powers. Um,
2: but even it's then, just, it's, more, it's, it's, still, it's more a code of, yeah. a, a, a characteristic code that you follow. Vampires and masquerade have horrors. They do. Vampires have horrors. I find it. Um, I
1: find it funny that alignment systems often work best with other systems that make them either less or more important. When you can. When you can have something and then have something that reinforces it in a different way.
0: So, let's shift a little bit from uh, from from d indie d alignments, cause we, which we managed to backtrack onto, um, and and go over to non traditional alignments. Not you know. There, there are alignment systems that do good and evil, order, chaos. You know, law. Fable alignment trick. system
2: was the most ridiculous alignment. It's like, <laughs> do you kick small children? You're yeah. evil. Do you not kick small children? You're good. It's like yeah. m- the most ham fisted.
0: Yeah, fable. Fable's very ham
2: fisted. Um, um, but like uh, Mass Effect,
1: Paragon, Renegade. Yeah,
0: yeah, let's go to let's go to Mass Effect for for for, to, for the uh, alignments. Um, yeah, Paragon versus Renegade, not good or evil. I, it was more of a. I think Paragon Renegade is more about your intent than your, uh, than your actual outlook. Um, just to give you an example of a Renegade opt, of a Paragon versus a Renegade option, um, there's a reporter that you talk to in all three games.
1: i have been seen in Algelani. Kalis
0: have been seen in Algelani. Westerland News, um, and she is your stereotypical uh, in your face journalistic reporter.
1: She does hack jobs on literally everyone she talks to.
0: Yeah, she like her she attempts to bull rush you into an opinion and then slander you for that opinion. Of course. Yeah. And you're you have two reactions. In all three games you have two reactions to her. Either you very calmly and respectfully deal with her and leave her alone. To the or best of you your ability. Her. No. Or you punch her in the face. Yes. On live TV. And it's like Um, because I don't think punching her in the face is cynical. I think it's a step beyond cynical, which is why I say it's not idealism and cynicism. I think it's a little bit, I think it's more, uh, aggressive or passive. The other reaction is to
1: just be, what, what are you doing? What is this interview? I, yeah,
0: like the, the, the Paragon option, the Paragon option is, okay, we're done here. Bye.
1: Actually, no, the Paragon option is to turn her own bullshit against her. Well,
0: yeah, that yeah. The Paragon option. There, there's
1: there's more than just two options with her.
0: Yeah, the Paragon the Paragon option her is is to go. To, I Varne, whenever I see the Renegade button and you press it, you punch her. <laughs> in, especially
1: um, in the first game, pun, uh, the Renegade option, not the puncher. Actually, that's the third option. The Renegade option in the Renegade option in in the first game is to shame her for her tactics.
0: And the Renegade option in the second one is to punch yeah. her in the face. Because the renegade trigger comes up, and you pull it, and you punch her. Um, like, yeah, in the first game, the renegade option is to ask her why she doesn't
1: support her troops. Yeah. It's to shame her for her, for her decisions.
0: Yeah. And then the paragon is to, uh, to sort of turn, turn back on her and say, well, no, I do remember every... Like, I in, remember every in single
1: name of every yeah. man that's ever fallen under my command. Yeah,
0: I remember everybody, and, and sort of shame her. Um, which I think is, is sort of an interesting way to approach it. It's like, are you, are you uber-aggressive? or are you like or are you more you know intellectual and sort of sort of uh perspective changing um, which can be very interesting yeah okay in in one in you can shame her again yeah okay okay so yeah you 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 can you can shame her as well there's more than one person.
1: renegade option <laughs>
0: yeah there's also more than one paragon option yeah, yeah. so there's, there's 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 a lot of variety there uh, pa- um, paragon for the, the, and there's a lot of room. There's a lot of room about yeah. those things because it's not saying like like I don't think I don't think like saying Paragon is one thing, Renegade is something. I think does a disservice to the system.
1: There is, but I, I feel like it can best be summed up in the idea that a Paragon is a Paragon. He is the ideal hero who does the right thing, who remembers all of the fallen, who yeah. is the ideal of what the military hero is supposed to be.
0: And then the Renegade is the sort of the person who subverts that. Still still a good person. Still tries to get the job done. Still does what they do because they have to. But subverts the idea that just because I'm a hero doesn't mean I'm not a dick. Yes.
1: It's like <laughs> just because I'm a hero doesn't mean I'm a nice guy. I'm yeah. Man. yeah. It, it, it's, it's the idea of, I don't have time for this shit. I'm done here.
0: Re- yeah, Renegade, renegade Shep is, I'm going to kick down the door rather than go find the keycard.
1: <laughs> Loose cannon cop. Yeah, Dirty the,
0: the Liz Cannon Cop. Um, which I think is a really... I, I think on a scale... On, uh, yeah, on a scale of... of, of um, On a scale of Robocop to Dirty Harry, I think is a better alignment system than good to evil. <laughs> because you in the end, you achieve the same goal. It's just how you go about it.
2: Robocop to Dirty Harry. Yeah, Robo- I like that
0: comparison. Robocop well, to Dirty Harry.
2: And to be honest, most alignment most games end up giving you that sort of thing because it's hard to make a truly, you know, chaotic evil option for a game because it's, you murdered everyone and destroyed the world. You really didn't accomplish a goal. You just kind of killed everything. Open world games can do that. That was my goal. (laughs) Open world games, yes. You just
0: depopulate the entire planet.
2: Um, But you don't win anything. You just kind of, like, you murdered all of your objectives.
0: And so now the planet is all to yourself.
2: Yeah, um... And so most of them have a, well, you accomplished the same goal, but people don't like you this way because you did it, you know, not the appropriate way. And so it ends up being a, you know. <laughs> RoboCop the Dirty
1: hair with a detour through Judge Dredd for Sins <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am the judge, the jury, and the executioner. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think that... That's a good place to touch on, on on alignments. We still have a half an hour to talk. <laughs> we,
2: don't have, we don't have to talk for the whole. Hour I feel
0: and like half. we should, though. We we have made it a point of pride. When
2: we first started, we were saying you for know, an hour, hour, hour to an hour and a half. Hour and a half. So we got an hour, bro.
0: We got an hour. We need more than an hour. We need more than an hour. Now is the time where we answer questions.
2: <laughs> Do we actually need,
0: folks? Folks in the chat, ask us questions. Is it time for a QA session? It's time session. for the QA
2: session. Hey. Hey. See, 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 if we can, see if
0: we can generally keep
2: it on on this topic we've been hey, on. We, we can talk about emotions and how FMVs worked with emotions. Oh, dear God.
0: <laughs> Ever looked at Dragonlance? Yes, Navarin. I actually... Uh, the Dragonlance system and the Dragonlance books. Because he has the system and I have the books. Yes. <laughs> the Dragonlance books are actually really good. They are. They're really good. Um... Have you, have you played with the Dragonlance system at all? I have not. No. I know you've, you've played with the uh, good wizards were white, evil ones were black, and neutral ones were red. Figure that out. <laughs> well, right, white, black, and red. Red is sort of a, a lively, heart, passionate color, so. I do, I do like the... Not gray.
1: I, I do like the... the, the one, of, one of the interpretations of the light versus dark scale in Star Wars is is <laughs> control versus emotion. Yeah, where the dark side is all about using your emotions. We spoke yeah, and, of this at yeah, drag, the...
0: Dragon Yeah, Dragonlance is a setting. Uh, Dragonlance is a setting uh, in D&D. This is true. Um, and it's, it's, it's one with some really interesting characters. I, I really enjoyed it. Dragonlance book uh,
1: is not isn't the, the alternate series that Salvatore wrote. Yeah, it's another series yeah, that Salvatore so. wrote. It's, the guy it's, who gets sent into the Dragonlance world.
0: Yeah, it's, it's yet another series that R.A. Salva, that Salvatore wrote.
2: R.A. Salvatore. You wrote a lot of shit.
0: Gaze into the fist of dread. <laughs> <laughs> um Yes, uh, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the Dragonlance series because it was it was sort of a different take on uh, on fantasy worlds um with 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 the idea that
1: um, Can I align myself with Alucard? Is omnicidal in alignment?
0: Omnicidal? want to kill everything?
1: <laughs> I mean that's what Alucard is. Kind Not of... just
2: everyone, everything and I will true. kill this lamp!
0: I, so he, hard. He does. He does indeed. Um I it, it's sort of the idea of putting an everyman in a hero's shoes. Uh with with Dragon Um literally an every man in hero's shoes. Like, I think he was a, like, I think he was a welder. Like dudes dudes like a blue collar worker who suddenly who goes to his backyard and gets transported into a magical world um uh, by fairies. the fourth in his backyard. Yeah. Falls into a fairy ring. Falls into a fairy ring and transported to a magical world. <laughs> um and, and, he's, and he's,
1: he's, he's, got a, he's got a really different, like, hold on life in, this, in the second book. He does. Like, he's driving a fancy car and just not giving a shit. He,
0: he, he, he's a little bit... Well, I mean, because he's... he's I'm the fucking hero, man. <laughs> he, does what, he does what an everyman would do after being lauded hero of the world. It's like, I'm a hero now. What do you I'm do? a fucking hero, man. <laughs> um... So I love that. There's
1: a moment where he says like, everybody wants to rule the world. He starts singing that to someone who's being an angry driver.
0: Everybody <laughs> wants to, yeah. Um, you know, I really enjoy Dragonlance in the moment. Any other questions for us before we, before we end the podcast? We are now taking questions. We are now all taking questions. questions. All questions here.
1: I think can we agree that can we agree that stereotypical Germans are all lawful neutral? <laughs>
0: No, they're lawful evil, dude.
2: (laughs) They can be chaotic, bro.
0: Chaotic, neutral, lawful evil—one of the two. (laughs) Those are the two options that you have. Because you're as a mad scientist, and you're going to send ten thousand volts to your body to see to see what it does. (laughs) To see what it does. (laughs) Like, like I like I like how the flimsy justification for for just shocking people, shocking the shit out of people. To see what it does. What's a good
1: Pokemon trading card game? Or like, can you fit Pokemon, like specific Pokemon, into the into the into the alignment into the
2: the nine? Alignments? No, Germans
0: are never chaotic. Actually, no, Germans are never chaotic.
2: Let's assign alignment systems to all the stereotypical ethnicities.
0: <laughs> Italians.
2: Chaotic neutral. No. Chaotic La, good. That, or lawful evil, depending on whether or not they're mafia.
0: Yeah, yeah chaotic good or lawful evil. Yeah, chaotic good or lawful. There is nothing in between. Nothing there. in
2: between. <laughs> chaotic longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Stereotypical Germans are cataclogger No, that that would be Scotsman.
1: No, I, I want to see if we can fit like Pokemon into the nine alignment system. I want to see
2: that because some of the Pokemon have very distinct personalities. I know nothing about Pokemon. Like, uh, I Pikachu is a rat thing that stuck its <laughs> tail into an electrical outlet. That's the extent of my knowledge.
1: True Neutral, yes. True Neutral is actually Snorlax. Just someone who's just completely apathetic to the world. True Neutral is an
2: alignment that we may actually want to talk about. True Neutral is an alignment that deserves some exposition. True Neutral has been explained in multiple ways. Um, One of which being the sort of the balance bringer, the judge, etc. You 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 strike balance between good, evil, law, and chaos. I find that to be the garbage answer. (laughs) I don't think that's legit at all. You bring balance to the force. (laughs) I I feel like that's more chaotic neutral. You do what you want to do, even if you have a motive. It's like, I do what I want to do for balance. I feel like true neutral is moral and ethical apathy. I think it's literally, I don't care. I'm not going to, I don't have any motivation to change anything. Yeah. I simply exist in this world. I Crash is apathetic. true neutral. <laughs> I just exist. I do
1: what everything says I do. It's like, that reminds me, what was the story um, of the man who had the most powerful sword in the world, but you could only unleash it by the power of not carrying it? Oh, anything. that's,
0: uh, that is... Uh, it's Terry Pratchett, isn't it? No, 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 no. That is one of my favorite book series of all time. It is called Sir Apropos of Nothing. Uh Sir Apropos of Nothing is a parody series of books. Uh wherein they wherein the author uh lampoons every aspect of fantasy storytelling you can possibly imagine. Um Sir Apropos of Nothing was written by uh,
1: uh law, written by Peter chaotic, David. Captain Lawful David.
0: Neutral, are characters who only
1: care about the ethical law or chaos.
0: So it was written by Peter David, and the book series are uh, there is uh, Sir Apropos of Nothing, The Wode to Wooin, and Tongue Lashing. Those are the three books in the in the, in the Peter David Sir Apropos series. Um, Apropos is a cripple with a club foot um, who is basically shit on by the entire world for all his life, and he somehow manages to stumble his way through he somehow manages to stumble his way through success and becomes a knight uh, He becomes a, first he becomes a squire to uh, sir something of the flaming nether regions <laughs> which is a place um, and then he ends up I feel
2: like these books may be parody it's
0: just a little bit he ends up uh, sleeping with a princess of the castle who turns out to be his twin sister um, and <laughs> yeah and then she she like this is after he's done the whole hero's journey hero's journey uh, the two pe- you know boy and girl meet hate each other then fall in love with each other then after all that he finds out that she was his sister twin sister and he just leaves and then she hates him again because uh, she doesn't know uh, then he goes on and somehow manage- and he he goes on he gets an alien device stuck in his chest which gives him superhuman power and strength and heals his leg and he becomes a Celtic conqueror in Wuin uh, with, and, of and, course, wowed in Woden because he has Woad on his face. Yes, yeah. um, uh, and he goes through, and then he goes through the stereotypical Celtic hero story, um, where he he becomes basically a a, a barbarian king, a la Conan the barbarian, if Conan the Barbarian was uh, William Wallace, um, and then in Tong Lashing he goes he goes across the sea to the Orient, where he ends up finding the love of his life, who is a man. Uh, who is a man disguised as a woman? Who he doesn't he doesn't know is he doesn't know is a man until after they they slept with one another, and she not during after <laughs> no, after yeah after he finds out.
2: I'm not going to touch that.
0: Um, and he at that point he is given a super powerful katana, which is the most powerful weapon in the world. But the only way to activate it is to be completely apathetic. And when, when you have become completely apathetic, it annihilates countries in one swing. Um, and so he gives it to a father. Uh, because he, he's, like, he's walking down the street, he's an old man at this point, he's walking down the road, and, um, and this man with a kid comes up and he, he asks him, sir, would you ever have the opportunity to say, I don't care, and mean it? And he's like, I have a son, There's, I could never not care. He gives him the sword and walks away. And that's the end of the series. <laughs> Apropos of nothing.
2: And and to go back real quick to, to Navaran, um, lawful e- lawful neutral and chaotic neutral. Lawful neutral is not insane necessarily. Lawful neutral is simply I do what I'm told and I don't care. It's it's a soldier. Why. Lawful yeah.
1: neutral is a soldier. I do a I soldier do what I'm told. or a
2: judge. It's like I don't care well, if you were doing this for the right reasons, you broke the law. It isn't necessarily insane. And Chaotic Neutral is often called the alignment of Madman, but it's not always. Chaotic Neutral is, I do what I feel like. Chaotic Neutral is hedonism, oftentimes. I do what I feel like. I don't, as long as I don't hurt anybody else, it doesn't matter. I do what I feel like.
0: Uh, chaotic, chaotic, Chaotic Neutral could also be described as nihilistic. Where nothing matters. So that's, actually, actually, um, that, that's more true. Neutral. Not, well, no, nothing matters. So I do what I. Chaotic feel like.
1: neutral. Actually, not. You're not. You're not thinking of nihilism. You're thinking of existentialism.
2: That that would be that. That would be. Yeah. Existentialism is neutral. nothing has meaning until I assign meaning to it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then that. You're, you're, Although, th- you're thinking of true um, neutral. True neutral would be nihilism. You're thinking of
2: Camus' story, um, The Stranger. Yes. That's existentialism. Yes. Okay. You can be any alignment, be existential, because there is meaning that you assign.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, so true neutral would be nihilistic then. Not, be nihilistic, nothing matters. Nothing matters.
2: All. Existentialism is the only thing that has, the only things only have meaning if I assign. That's it an interesting them. thing. Let's assign.
0: Let's assign. Uh, let's philosophical. Assign, assign philosophical philosophical concepts to each of the alignments. Well, uh, <laughs> Taoism Ta- Ta-
2: Ta- 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 is definitely lawful neutral. As is Confucianism. As most Asian. <laughs> most of the Asian. Most discipline. Asian disciplines are very lawful neutral, because they 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 care much more about ethics than morality. Um the, the
1: there's a there's a
0: couple of things. Chaotic lawful isn't a thing you can be.
2: Um Christianity is very much lawful good by intent. By intent. Not the, by practice or what is it by practice? Depends on the idiots who do it. <laughs> depends on um, depends on where like you are. Westboro looking. Baptist Church is chaotic evil, straight up.
0: What about what about the Crusades?
2: Crusades were... I almost neutral want to say, evil? like, neutral evil. Or, no, they were lawful evil. Lawful, lawful evil. They were lawful evil. Um, they were also not... Re- they were... It was Religion was slapped onto a, we want this it land. Was,
1: religion was an excuse.
2: Yes. W- which is typically how it's lawful. done like <laughs> that. Um, hmm. But, yeah, d- d- I mean, diff- different and different philosophies, nihilism, existentialism... Um, Marxism is interesting proper marxism not actual communism not 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 the physical manifestation of communism
1: <laughs> they're actually adhering to the wrong laws they're not even laws that are actually there <laughs> <They're>, no, they <laughs> adhere to very old laws
2: selectively
0: they adhere to very old laws selectively
2: um i like that that's not how uh, yeah <laughs> that's not how <laughs> that's not how lawful works
0: <laughs> all right i think we're done for now i think that's good uh, so that's been that'll be the end of this uh, this shenanigans. Remember, uh, this shenanigans cast along with all of our other future projects are brought to you, are brought to you by you. Those of you that support our Patreon, uh, which specifically right now is going to be da 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 only certain ones. Um, my no everybody I don't give a shit. Uh, David Pay, Soso Sundare, uh, Osama El-Rawas, and Adrian Teodor, and
2: and another thank you, and to Adam
0: Everett. And- uh, and seen. Andrew Delaney and Andrew Delaney yes thank you all very much for jo- uh, for supporting us on Patreon you can find Communist our Patreon paper was an
1: interesting project in practice yeah not so much <laughs>
0: um, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash fsfilms and you can support us there you can also find everything else that we do at finalshowfilms.com our new website please go check it out in the meantime thank you very much for sitting here and listening to us ramble on about alignments and emotions and we will see you again next time Uh, say goodbye shadow course goodbye say goodbye units and goodbye